Hello and welcome to another episode of the Art and Science Punks. I, one of the punks behind the mic on this podcast, I am Rob Stenzinger, and I am joined with my co-host. I'm Kate Stenzinger, the other punk behind this podcast. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. And uh, yeah, I mean, what, what we would like to talk about and explore is is essentially a variety of things that you could say it is instead of STEM, it's STEAM. And instead of um, only uh, like tech and gadgets and stuff, it's like you mix that up with family and you mix it up with things that um, that all of us sort of try and learn. And and, and we are huge fans of the idea of uh, being lifelong learners. And that's uh, that's what we practice. So that's what we're here to to um, to share and celebrate and explore and. That's yeah, and to share really how we approach that and what we do with that in our day to day, which I think you know practical application, whether it's practical or not, because sometimes we do the impractical, but and then come up with a reason why, and that can be fun too. And laugh at ourselves just a little bit. Hopefully, yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, yeah, and and then part of the reason of doing this is you put a signal out into the world to find out who the other. Uh, who the other punks are out there uh, doing their art and science and whether you are with a family or without and how that works for you. So, of course, um, you should uh, reach out to us and we'd love to hear your questions and all that kind of stuff, too, um, especially as we're doing this experiment of a podcast where um, like part of what started this is uh, this event called Art Sound Off. And that is something I started with Jersey Drozd a part of another podcast that I do called Lean Into Art. And Jersey and I challenged each other to sure. say, okay, let's um, let's do this whole reflection reflection thing that we enjoy and encourage others to, to, to do it and let's make an art challenge. And so this is like the third year of that and both he and I were like, what else could we do with this and to, to um, explore further and... Um, you know, because we, we felt pretty good that we could do 30 podcasts in a row. Sure. And so now where's that le next level of curiosity and mystery? And uh, what's the next difficulty level? So here we go. Sure. Um, the next difficulty level is to uh, invite your uh, life partner on a podcast. Fantastic. <laughs> That's leveling up. That's, it is. Is that leveling up for podcasters? Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. No, but I agree, Robin. I think, um, you know, one of the reasons we're doing this and putting this kind of out into the universe is to see who else is out there doing this type of thing and, and what their thoughts are and, and comments. So, um, to anyone out there listening, um, please do reach out to us. We are on the Twitter at art science punks. Exactly. Because the and doesn't fit in the, in their uh, name <laughs> limit. So we're just right. art science punks on Twitter. Um, and also like that it's an, it's looking for opportunity to, to do this experiment because we've been talking about doing something for a while. You've been a guest on the lean into art cast yep. multiple times and it's just been like, okay, here we go. Finally this thing. And now this would be the fourth one we are recording. Yep. Episode yeah. four. Can I just segue for just a second? Yeah. Um, you mentioned art sound off and mm -hmm. the last time I was a guest on the podcast, lean into art, um, you talked a little bit about art sound off and mm -hmm. I said, Oh, I should do that. I should do that as a good reflection for my own creative process. Mm -hmm. I have recorded exactly one ah. art sound off and we are what we are 19 days into the month. It is a heck of a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. 
Um, and I think part of what happened for me is everything that I wanted to reflect on from an art perspective was so very personal. It was very journal-like. Mm. So I recorded the first one and I put it out there. And all of a sudden there were like people on my Facebook feed commenting on it. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean for all of you to read my diary. <laughs> and that's how it felt. Oh, and yeah. so it's been really interesting. So I've journaled and I've written, but I haven't done the step of doing the audio recording. Um and I know that's kind of the whole point of art sound off is to get to that place where you're comfortable kind of um, shipping something every day, putting something out there every day mm -hmm. about your art. And it's been really interesting for me to kind of um, fumble around a little bit with it because mm. I also have this like, oh, I feel horrible that I haven't done more. Mm. But it's not again everything i kind of sat down to to write about or talk about was um, more personal than what i was ready to put out into the world so <laughs> i may do art sound off in december in a different way <laughs> by myself there's nothing so like if if you are doing journaling i mean that that's what we're advocating for right and the sharing it has a different layer to it and an interesting twist because you bring up a good point that a lot of journaling is is uh it might be might be more personal personal than the context of, you know, throwing it in public, really fits. Feel right. Well, I think that was the the problem for me is when I thought about I need to spend some time reflecting on my art. It's a very personal thing, mm. versus hey, what do I want to share with the world right now? And so I think I just approached yeah. it. I think maybe a little differently than I would have if I thought it through a little more. Well, I mean, okay. And, I don't know if it's the same, but it, what you're saying reminds me of how I would, um, I, I practiced recording the Polytechnicast, which is essentially, that's my art journal podcast. And it's, it's existed outside of art sound off. And I've been, I've, I've been doing that you know, sporadically for like, I don't know, five, six years. And, um, that's, and I'll, I'll have guests on it occasionally, what have you. And it's, um, you know, it's at, uh, interactive dash storyteller.com slash Polytechnicast. But I was experimenting with recording of those when I was driving to work a few years ago. Mm, that's and, right. And I ditched and did not record or did not publish Post, yeah. like 70 episodes or so. Yeah. That makes Jersey go, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Typically. That's a lot of, that's a lot of like, okay, I'm going to make a thing and I'm going to share this thing, I think. And then I say, no. Well, and you were also in traffic in the city, so it would have probably had to have all been categorized explicit. <laughs> that might have helped. It, it actually um, it helped it helped me um, between examining my own biases and and uh, questioning how I you know finding ways to have more empathy for everyone around me, even if when I'm in traffic, and that doesn't always work. But like trying to get sure. better at better at that and reframe it. Um, that is one thing. And then also trying to podcast and not have it be an explicit one can help. Um, but then, yeah, I failed many times. <laughs> and that, that sometimes, and I, and I would think, oh, I'll just bleep that out. But then sometimes I would think like, this is a weird, like, I don't know what it's serving. There were, there were parts of it that, that had, gosh, I, I think there's a, there's a point here and this, right. this could be beneficial for others. But then it also was was sort of uh, mixed in a bowl of of uh, you know hearing my blinker 
and <laughs> you know being annoyed people honking at you <laughs> so yeah yeah that kind of thing and construction it, that you're driving past yep so yeah that's that was uh uh i th- i think maybe a little bit thematic for us an experiment yeah. it was it, it was an experiment oh interesting nice segue mm. i was just gonna say i think we've wandered a bit off the path but then mm-hmm. here you come with the segue Mm-mm. so tonight what we want to talk about is um our approach each individually and as a family, our approach to experiments and how do we experiment? Mm. And your podcast example, I now see the connection as a very good one of this was a podcasting experiment that you did. And I probably need to do a little more um, experimenting with my podcast um, or that daily reflection, um, what I would want to put out publicly. Uh, well, I, I would say there's probably multiple dim- dimensions to it. As as you're experimenting, um, you may think, well, what's the point of that? What, what's the thing I'm trying to discover? What's the quen- question question I'm trying to answer? Um, am I able to produce this thing in this situation? And, you know, could this, let's see, uh, what are the qualities that I am expecting that it should have? And then... Maybe I know those up front or maybe I'm finding them along the way by Mm -hmm. saying like, nope, that's too noisy or nope, that's my blinker (laughs) or or whatever. Sure. Or oops, that's too personal in my case. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and certainly in my case too. And and I noticed that um, uh, there was too much negativity in some of those where I I just thought, no, nope, that's not. Especially if it's something you're putting out into the world. Yeah, and and that's that's not me and my point for sure. Right, things, right, right. That's uh, I think it's important to get your emotions out. Yeah, but yeah, we don't shy away. So for people listening that maybe don't know us so much, we don't shy away from negativity or, or expressing those um, dark emotions or big emotions. Um, I think we both know the 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 value and the need for that, and it's something that we do work with our kids on is to you know, how do you express that? And what's the appropriate way to express that? So I guess same thing for your, you know, mm. uh, podcasting, what's the appropriate way to share about share negative emotions or darker emotions? Mm. Um, Cause they are a part of life and it's something that everyone faces. We're oh. not all shiny, happy all the time. <laughs> well, yeah, quite true. And um, I think for me in the, in the realm realm of podcasting, only like sort of during this art sound off have I found what I thought was a um, a way of expressing some concern and challenge and negative difficulty feeling things that that I thought um, still had sort of a value of of um, you know serving a purpose that wasn't just that wasn't just that because the point is I'm sharing a thing so it's not. Uh, and to me, the 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 um, the act of sharing a thing into into the world is not a purely self serving act, and that's me and my approach to it. So, um, yeah, right, it took it it took me a while to sort of find that. But um, yeah, anyway, experiments is is really, is really the hook in all this, uh, and I think 
pointing out that that they don't they don't always turn out well. Um, speaking of experiments, I had a surprise thing. Oh, <laughs> you did not. I did. Here, I thought we were going <laughs> to make it through without a surprise question from one no. of us. No, well, we made that sort of a part of the show. Oh no, we did. Well, yeah, I, so I, far. I will work on my. I'll have to journal a bunch of surprise questions for you. It's going to be tough to live up to the first surprise, but like this one's not as not you know just to deflate it a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Okay, if we had a theme song for this show, what do you think it should be? Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, first of all, we have very different tastes in music. Nice. So. (laughs) Well, and some of us, well, we both have eclectic tastes in music. We do. We both have very eclectic taste in music. I would imagine everyone does in some way, shape, or form. Oh, no, I've got it. What? Can I play with madness? (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. It's super funny. It's like... Uh, that's that's where I would yeah. go. Now it's in my head. Can I play with madness? That's not bad. Well, So for me, I was being pretty literal where I thought like um, I would play up the punk in the name, right? Oh, sure. And literally do some... I would do something punk-esque. I'm more of a thrasher myself. TV but, party tonight? Sure. Like influenced, you know, by, you know, sir. That's Black, black Flag, right? Oh, yeah, I, I believe mean, so, but I don't want to get it wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. Well, that wasn't that hard. No. What would yours be? Uh, no, I wouldn't. I don't have a particular one. I just would sort of feed my brain with a few, um, sort of, um, the, the punk songs that I've collected that are, that I, that I find. Yeah. But the question was, if we had a theme song, what would it be? It'd be something I make that's punkish. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) That's kind of cheating in the answer. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now I look forward to our theme song. Okay. Are we going to have one? That's a good question. Uh, Maybe we will. Awesome. All right. I hope we do. That was a good question. Okay. Okay. So experiments, how do you approach experiments um, in your, in your creative work? Hmm. Um, In my creative work, I think I, I could do better as far as, you know, making an experiment really deliver upon like the, is this informing my future choices? Um, but I, I tend to pick up, um, creative challenges as a way to try different things. And it's not a very scientific process yet in trying different things in the, under the umbrella of creative, um, challenges, I, I do tend to do a little more exploring and, um, sort of address projects that I think I, I, that are like on the side burner or back burner. And it like lets me, uh, try them out and sort of say, how do I feel about it? Do I really, do I want to keep pursuing it? Do did I find a new way to pursue it? Yeah. Or, yeah. So let me ask a more specific question. So when you're working on a game, you're developing a game, mm. um, and I've lived through this with you a few times, and you're trying mm. to decide which platform or which um, language to write it in. Mm. And there are trade-offs all of the, the time. Um, kind of what's your process that you go through to figure out which language you're going to use, you're going to write it in, and I know there's 
you know, you've actually gone so far as to kind of work in two or three different languages to see which one is going to um, work mm-hmm. the best for the for the current game that you're developing. Do I have that right? I yeah. mean, that's oh, my that's outsider. Right okay. No, you're <laughs> you're you're enough of an insider, yeah. Because I yeah I share share this stuff along the way and and uh, uh, okay. What so what's my process for that? Well, my process I try to decide upon the goal of I wish to put a game into the world. What do what sort of um, uh, technical constraints and stuff are involved in the game that I'm thinking of? Is it going to be um, so far? I've avoided making three purely three D games mm-hmm. and. But like even in a, in a 2D engine, is it something that has to be very high performance or is it or is like uh, mediumish performance good enough where I, it's not like I'm, I'm doing some kind of um, uh, shooter like uh, Raiden where you're a spaceship in a, in a world of where there could be hundreds of sprites on the screen. And sure. Yeah. And then I'm looking at collisions between you and all sorts of different things that that's got to perform really, really well. Mm-hmm. And so I've, I've looked at things that are, I would classify as sort of medium performance where it's, it, it's like, yeah, there's, there's a, there's more than one thing going on right now, but like the big problem, the big thing I need to make sure it does is like, if, if, if you touch the screen, sure. if you push a button, it reacts pretty quickly to it and in a way you expect. So, you had some so pretty perfor- decent physics engines though going in in pan in panda. Yeah, well, okay, that that's true. So I think about like, well, that's a good point. So in that case, I had to think of, well, is what I'm picking going to have um, support a physics engine that I find easy to work with, mm-hmm. and it, what, does it behave out of the box at least somewhere near what I'm hoping sure. this, this would behave like? And so the experiment would be um, assembling a scene that would be just really basic. Uh, can I have shapes in there? And then how can the, can these shapes collide in a way that, that feels good. And when I stack them, does it behave, you know, yeah, somewhere in the right zone. And if it doesn't, can I adjust it? Yeah. Right? Can how easy is it to so manipulate and work there's, with? That's, that's like a series of, um, exploration yep. type experiments of, um, well, I hope it does this. Can I make it do this? And that's, um, it goes at a wide level of detail when it's like, well, what platform seems to give me the right feeling? And then can I, can I tweak it on the more detailed level as far as, you know, doing what I think it can do. And then to the point of, well, I need to arrive at some kind of really rough sketch of what that end game would look like. Yeah. And even if it's like, oh, it's placeholder sounds and it's placeholder. Um, it's not all the, you know, you can't like win the game and stuff, but like you can, you can do basic things. You can do basic things and you can see how it's going to perform and function. Exactly. And it's, if it's in that zone, then it's okay. That, that's good. And that's how I landed on like phaser JS to do uh, this right. band and easy. I compared it. I looked at, um, melon JS. I looked at, um, I got. I was choose. I purpose. I purpose, purposefully chose to get away from uh, the Corona SDK, which is what I built guitar for. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. And uh, you know, just they they've, they've been changing ownership hands and all this kind of stuff. Where I'm, you know, it, 
I just wanted to see if I could do something in JavaScript that would work. Yeah. And it worked out really well. I mean, I think it was a efficient development time and, um, really good performance. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, guitar fretter, I, I prototyped it in JavaScript, but it was a, a few years ago. So that sort of, there really wasn't a great place for that to run yeah. well. <clears throat> and I didn't find that out until it was pretty far in the process. And, uh, there's roughly the, the story goes, I went to a local conference that, uh, well, I mean, it's a national conference, but it, it was called flash belt. And, uh, one of the speakers was at this social mixer thing mm-hmm. and, uh, um, really was just being cool. Um, and <laughs> like had sunglasses on. Totally. It was on, he was on a skateboard and I think he came <laughs> out of this, came out of like a bright sun. He was just you know, being rainbow. cool. Yeah. And so when he did a kickflip and then, then stopped <laughs> and said, Hey man, what you up to? And I said, well, I've made a game, but I'm kind of bummed out because it's not performing well. And he's like, Hey man, have you tried the Corona SDK? That's pretty much how it went. That's how it went. And so, um, that yeah, is, we high-fived and I went home and... That's so cool. Mm-hmm. It was very cool. You're such a punk. Total, no, no. <laughs> yes, and no. And uh, so, yeah, I, I went home and I, and literally in four weeks had the had the game in the app and in first, uh, yeah, the Google Google App Store. Anyway, yeah, I mean, so that, that was um, a lot of... Some experiments take a long time. And, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know if that was going where you were yeah, exploring. Yeah, that's what I was curious about. It's cool. just kind of what was your process. I had an experiment that I did today. did not take that long. I'm glad that, that it went a lot faster. Yes. What is it? What was the experiment? <laughs> so um, I make candles. Mm. Uh, well, we make candles. And we make candles and we make them in the... Um, they sit in a metal tin. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, our family makes candles in the way that, um, like, we're like your candle interns, and uh, you're the candle, pro- Professor Candle. I am Professor Candle, mm. and I love to make candles. So, um, but the candles are in tins; they're in metal tins. And this year, I want to screen print the labels for them instead of computer print on label paper. And ideally, I wanted to put them on um, kind of a, a heavyweight craft paper, the labels. But I knew that once I glued the labels on, if somebody lit a candle and let it sit all day, I wanted to know that the glue would hold. Mm-hmm. And so um, I got the help of my of our eldest daughter, um, who is seven, almost seven. Um, and I said, Hey, we need to do an experiment. Well, she loves science and loves experiments. So she got all excited and she got out a piece of paper and she's like, okay, we have to label this, you know, test one and this test two and all of these different things, which was fantastic. And so we tried two different glues and we put them on the tins from the candles from last year and glued them on. And we did that the night before. And then the next morning, so we let the glue sit overnight. And then the next morning we lit the candles and I was going to let the candles burn all day. And within an hour, both labels had fallen off. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my experiment. Um, we have very, very good documentation um, of the experiment due to my seven-year-old um, wanting to make sure that we did the experiment correctly. And so now she wants to find additional types of glue hmm. um, to try more, to more, more rounds of glue. Some of which are 
um, speaking of efficiency, are more um, time intensive than I would really want to do mm-hmm. um, with the volume of candles that we're probably going to make this year. Yeah, I mean the the yeah the, the candle making process is um, yeah it does take up a bunch of time, uh, yeah. and especially if you're going to have like this whole other um, highly handcrafted feeling label. right. Right. Yeah. But I've got some other ideas that I, that I think we can do to, to solve that for the candles. Maybe we'll put the labels this year on the lids and then that wouldn't be part of the burning. Mm. Um, you know, there's different things like that mm. we can come up with. Ah, that, that's, I, I like that sort of uh, problem solving approach. Right. Where you just, uh, to me, it's an old movie, but it provided a very fascinating principle I like to consider oh, from time to time. What movie is this? It's Karate Kid Part Two. Oh. <laughs> wow, we are four pot we are four episodes in and this is the first reference to Karate Kid that we've had. I think I know. that's that's um But you have me on the show, so it's like a record though. I'm surprised the Karate Kid didn't come up on episodes one, two, and three. So one of the key lessons in Karate Kid Two is how so Daniel San was facing like opponents that were a lot more aggressive, even more aggressive than what he would he faced before, and mm-hmm. and they were uh, coming at him in in ways that sort of um, surpassed his ability to 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 block. And then he looked at the sort of the little uh, twist drum, right? And that 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 was oh um, yeah, yeah the Mr. hand Miyagi. drum yeah the little hand drum, and and so that that's a drum where you, if you sort of um, you have your two hands in a sort of clapping together, but then you slightly rub them, right? Yep. Rub them together. If you have a little uh, drum that's going whack, 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 you know, like uh, spinning and yeah. hitting itself, right? Um, that helps show the kind of motion where all of a sudden you notice that, well, if you move in that way, you don't have to be where the thing is going. So uh, my paraphrasing. You don't have to be... Where the thing is going. Okay. Yeah. Yep. The best way to not get hit. Don't be there. Exactly. Okay. You that's, might have heard me say yes, this before. Yes, Karate Kid too. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, that's how you solve. So the like, that's, best way to not have my label lid. fall off, don't be there. Exactly. Don't put it on the actual part of the candle that burns. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Nice. I, who know, yeah. It's a, that, that sounds like an interesting way um, to experiment next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, any other experiments or um, adventures you wanted to explore this episode? Um, I think we have have had a ton of experiments going on um, with our kids and our family. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like I think I said, the eldest who loves science and loves to do experiments, she will find any um, excuse or reason to do what she calls experiments. And I think we consider more play. Um, well, scientifically themed play. Scientifically themed play. That's a, probably a better way to put it. She um, had earned a reward. She had earned a reward not too long ago. And when we went to the store to pick out her reward, she wanted a science kit. Mm, yeah. And she picked out um, a slime making kit, which was fantastic. And the reason she picked it out is because it came with test tubes. She was mm. very excited about having test tubes to pour into one another. And it was about, I think it's about three or four ingredients that you basically stir together to make slime. Um, 
and some of it was colored, and then they had um, some magnite that was included, so you could make magnetic slime, which I don't think ever was magnetic, but she enjoyed making it. Mm. Oh, um, no, so that didn't stick stick to the fridge or anything? <laughs> yeah. Not or when I not was... Even try it. Not when I was looking, <laughs> but I did okay. find a magnet. I did find a, one of our uh, magnet board magnets filled with the, the chemical that was used for the to make it magnetic mm-hmm. yeah that was good um but she really enjoys that kind of thing in, in that type of um play and i know science is one of um the classes she really loves so mm-hmm. working with her a little bit on the experiment because she doesn't quite have the trial and error thing down because hmm. nothing ever goes wrong i mean it could be the biggest flop per, for example the magnetic slime hmm. it barely looked like slime because she didn't have it mixed well Mm. But it was still the most perfect thing ever. It's mm. the greatest thing ever. So the trial and error part, um, I think, is is a bit of a challenge for her, which is good. Then that she kind of helps me with, um, like, the candle experiment today. I, when I showed her, they both fell off. She was like distraught. I'm like, no, that's why we did the test. And she's like, no, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine, mom. We're still going to use that glue. It'll be okay. And so I had to explain that you know if we're going to give these as gifts. And someone were to go and move their candle and the label falls off, they could drop the candle and this wax could spill all over. And, mm. you know, you can't do that. We could be the leading cause of wax foot syndrome. Right? Mm-hmm. Ruining thanks. people's carpet? No, yeah, thank that's you. True. Pets? Who knows? Yeah. So, yeah, I think that um, experiments in their more scientific way is, is, I think, a good thing to bring into the the home and the raising of the children. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh it's an interesting thing to show how it when things don't go as you hope they go because right. I don't experiment and and really hope that it doesn't go like I think it's going to go because yeah. that's that was essentially what I paid for in my mind where I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm going to invest my time in doing this. I hope it turns out right in a particular way. Well, and I think there are different kind of experiments too, because we have you have those. Um, we all have those that we get kind of very attached to, where we want this to work out a certain way, and then other experiments like the one I did today with the glue. I'm like, mm, I don't know which one of these glues is going to work. Yeah. And then the answer was none. Um, we did an experiment last year. Um, our eldest did an experiment last year in kindergarten, where she made different, um, different configurations of bath bombs to see which one had the most fizz Bath bombs, right you know and so that was you know the outcome of that is to determine which one had the most fizz right so it wasn't uh this one doesn't work and this does work kind of a experiment it's not not determining how much fizz our daughter has (laughs) no the bath bombs (laughs) it's not personal fizz it's uh, the bath bomb fizz yeah which i think what that helps if it's um we're not measuring her really it's an uh, it's an objective something she can she can see in the world right of, yeah well and even she didn't have any attachment to oh gee i hope it's bomb a or bomb b or bomb c no but it was kind of cool like the, the how they managed they they facilitated that fair uh science fair it was um it did ask you to say which one did you expect yeah to work in yep. the way you know they hope this pans out and that you you pick which experiment and so, you know, you're playing with that in a way that's a, just a little bit more um, arm's length 
Yeah. Which which is probably a good idea. We should we should think about that a little bit and like how could we make some of these other other things a little more um yeah, arm's length, less less personal as far as her own uh you know if this doesn't Goal. work, I yeah. I it's it's more stressful. But yeah. it'd be a fun thing to think about. Yeah, we'll have to sort that through a little bit. But, you know, that was really it that I had to talk on experiments tonight. Mm, all right. And so goes our fourth experiment in this podcast. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. How very meta of you. That's how. That's where I live. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, so we'll, be, we'll, we'll do another one of these in a, in a week. And uh, I... I, I don't know. I, I thank you for downloading and listening to this. And um, until next time, I have of, of the art science punks. I have been Rob Stenzinger and I am at if you want to like tweet at me or whatnot on Twitter. I am Rob Stenzinger and I am Kate Stenzinger on the Twitters. Mm-hmm. And together we are art science punks at Twitter. All right. We'll catch you next time. Yeah.